You may be feeling lost in life right now, and this feeling can actually get worse during a spiritual awakening. Seems odd, right? Isn't a spiritual awakening supposed to bring you all the answers to life? I'm so enlightened. Yeah, that's, that's not actually how things go. Most of the time, you're probably going to be feeling like this. Should I, should I go over here? Or, or maybe over here? Or, uh, uh, why is the universe so confusing? Now don't panic because in this video, I'm going to help you understand why you feel lost in life and most importantly, how to find yourself once and for all. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. Now, there are many moments in our lives when we can feel completely lost in life, almost like we're in a maze and we don't know what turn to take next. In this video, I'm really going to help you get to the bottom of this, especially the feeling of feeling lost in life during a spiritual awakening, because get this, you can actually feel more lost during a spiritual awakening, which may seem really odd, but it is true. <laughs> and in this video, we're going to first in part one, learn the three main reasons why you feel lost in life. That's really going to help you understand this feeling better. And then in part two of the video, I'm going to help you come out of that feeling quickly so you can find yourself once and for all. And I'm going to help you do this with a simple three-step process that you can follow very easily. Once you get done watching this video, I want to know in the comments below if you feel lost in your life right now. Let me know in the comments below. Okay, on to part number one, and that is the three reasons why you feel lost in life. Reason number one is that you're off your soul path. <laughs> now, I, I, I want to kind of clarify this a little bit because it's so hard when you try and use words to describe spiritual phenomenon because words can kind of, ah, they don't get there, they don't get there. So you're never really off of your soul path because even when you do take a turn that your soul isn't particularly interested in, <laughs> your soul will always use all of life's experiences to its benefit, okay? So you're never technically really off path. But what I mean by this, what I mean by saying you're off your soul path, these are the moments in our lives, usually this occurs before your spiritual awakening, where your ego is totally in control, you're completely unconscious, you're very templated with cultural, societal beliefs, family beliefs, you're very templated with a way, with this way of living life, okay? And you just kind of live like a robot, day in and day out. You go to work, you do your thing, you do your nine to five, you, you know, get married, have kids, do everything that society supposedly tells you to do. And so this is when, these are the times mostly when you can be off your soul path because your ego is totally in control and you're not in connection with your heart or with your soul so you don't really know how to step into your real soul path but here's the thing this can also happen you can temporarily come off of your soul path during a spiritual awakening <laughs> which is odd right because like I'm, I'm awakening I'm going through a spiritual awakening aren't I now supposed to be on my path <laughs> and and it's true yes a spiritual awakening does bring you on your soul path but the ding ding here <laughs> the ding ding is that the side note here is that 
you can temporarily go off path during a spiritual awakening and it happens because of a particular phenomenon and it's when your ego hyperactivates okay so hyperactivation of the ego can occur during a spiritual awakening and the reason that this is happening is because the spiritual awakening triggers the the dissolution of your ego so your ego starts to dissolve but as it is dissolving, it doesn't go without a fight. <laughs> and so that's where the hyperactivation of the ego comes in. The image that I like to give of this is, you know, if you've ever seen someone drowning or they're, you know, uh, they're really, really kind of in the water, they're trying to swim, but the current's really strong. And so this image of a person fighting for their lives, they're thrashing about, they're trying to, to survive. This is the image of what happens during hyperactivation of the ego. The ego is not just going to go without a fight, right? So if someone is drowning, they're not just going to they're not just going to look up and say, "Oh, I guess I'm drowning. Well, okay, here I go. I'm just going to die." <laughs> That's not what happens when someone's fighting for their lives. They're thrashing about, they're trying to do everything they can to survive. The ego does the same thing. When it notices and it starts to feel that it is disintegrating or it is dissolving, it starts to thrash. It starts to thrash to an order to survive. This is called hyperactivation of the ego and this can happen when you go through a spiritual awakening. So when your spiritual awakening is triggered, your ego can temporarily hyperactivate. When it hyperactivates, it tries to take over control of your life again like it did before you awakened. And this hyperactivation causes your ego to get super, super controlling and if the ego gets in control during a spiritual awakening, yes, you're bound to go off your soul path a little bit because the ego has no idea what the soul path is. <laughs> the ego has no idea. Your soul path has to come from your heart and your soul up into the ego, up into the mind, and then the mind follows through on the soul path. But it's not the ego that knows the soul path, okay? So this hyperactivation of the ego that's very common during spiritual awakenings is the first reason why you can feel lost in life because once that hyperactivation of the ego comes on, the ego will try to grasp for control as, as much as it possibly can. And when it does that, it may make you do things in life that cause you to come off of your path. And if you come off of your soul path, of course you're going to feel lost in life. Okay. So that's reason number one is that you temporarily come off of your soul path. Reason number two for feeling lost in life is that your ego is dissolving. <laughs> this is especially true during a spiritual awakening and it's really kind of a continuation of reason number one. I talked about it a little bit in that uh, when I was talking about the previous reason. And so when a spiritual awakening occurs, your ego starts to dissolve all of your identity, your structures, your mental structures, the way you used to think about the world, the way you think you thought about yourself, the ego structure, the, your sense of identity begins to dissolve. And as your sense of identity begins to dissolve, all of your previous certainties in life begin to go also. So all of the things you used to want to do, all of the things that you, that you thought you wanted from life, the way that you thought about life, all this whole mental structure begins to disintegrate. And of course, if this whole structure begins to disintegrate, who are you then? <laughs> so it's, it's natural for you to feel lost when the ego starts to dissolve. 
because there's nothing left. Usually there's nothing left, right? A new identity has to be formed. A new ego structure is formed from the ashes, but first your old one has to die. <laughs> it has to dissolve. And as it's dissolving, you lose all of the certainties you had in life. Now, granted here, the ding, ding, the side note here is that you never really had any certainties in the first place. This was all an illusion because the ego is very good at creating the illusion that everything is certain, that you know what you're doing, <laughs> that, that everything is set in stone, but that is purely an illusion. And when we go through our spiritual awakenings, we know just how many illusions the ego has created in our lives because they all come crashing down. Okay. So this is reason number two. It's very simple. Your ego starts to dissolve. And as your ego dissolves, you lose your sense of identity. And as you lose your sense of identity, you feel completely lost in life. This is really normal. Reason number three, why you feel lost in life is because you're in the void. Now I'm not going to go too deep on what it means to be in the void. I shot a video here on the six stages of spiritual awakening. One of the stages is called the void. So to go deep on that stage, watch the video here that pops up. I'm also going to leave a link to it in the description box below. So if you haven't seen that video, you can watch that right after this one. But basically what the void means is that you are in a stage of the spiritual awakening where you are in between phases of your life. Okay. So the previous cycle of your life has ended, but the new one hasn't started yet. And so you're in this kind of no man's land that's known as the void. All right. Now in the void, certain things happen. One of them is that the universe sort of shuts all the doors on you. <laughs> You, you very frequently, I've had so many people say this to me where they're like, I don't understand. I used to be able to communicate with my guides and receive a lot of synchronicities and number synchronicities and all kinds of things. And then suddenly it all went away. Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. The reason that all of these doors are closing and sometimes you even lose your ability to communicate with your guides like you did before is because the universe is sort of forcing a cocoon over you. <laughs> the universe is forcing you to go into a cocoon stage and because it's in this cocoon stage that you are preparing for your life as a butterfly. <laughs> all right. So the, the void stage is a stage where all the doors seem to close. Nothing seems to be going on. It's, it's almost like life hit the pause button <laughs> and you're stuck in pause and you can't move or you can't do anything because nothing seems to be presenting in terms of synchronicities or guidance or anything on what your next steps are. So it feels like life has hit the pause button and you're not moving. And when you're in this situation of being in a cocoon or being paused in life or not seeing any doors open, when you're in this situation, your ego can start freaking out and you can really start to feel scared and completely lost, right? Because you're not receiving guidance. You're not receiving synchronicities like you did before. You're not getting very clear signs on what you should do next. So you feel totally, totally lost. So this is the third reason. This is also very common during a spiritual awakening. And you know, if you've seen that video that I was talking about earlier, the, the void stage is something that you're just going to have to learn to work with. Okay. But this is the third reason why you may feel lost in life. Okay. On to part number two, and that is how to find yourself. <laughs> okay. Now that we know the three main reasons for why you can feel lost in life. Now we're on to part two, and that is how you find yourself. 
And I'm gonna introduce a paradox here. Paradox! <laughs> I'm gonna introduce a paradox here, and that is that in order to find yourself, find yourself meaning your real authentic self, your soul self, your higher self, in order to find this self, you have to sort of lose yourself. <laughs> so there's the paradox. In order to find yourself, you have to lose yourself. <laughs> and what do I mean by this? In order to find that authentic soul self, that higher self, that heart-centered self, you have to sort of lose the ego self, the lower self. And, and this, is, this is where it seems like it's a paradox, but it's not really. You're just kind of sidelining one of the parts of you and that's this ego structure and you're going more into the heart to find what your authentic self is, okay? So I'm gonna teach you how to do this, how to find yourself or find your soul self. I'm gonna teach you how to do this with a simple three-step process that you could do very easily and this is really gonna help you kind of, you know, come back to yourself in terms of soul self, not ego self. Step number one is locate yourself in the present. <laughs> All right, now what does this mean? Okay, so locate yourself in the present the, this step is important and it uses a particular form of concentration, okay? You need to concentrate, but I'm going to kind of show you what, con what type of concentration I'm talking about. It's the type of concentration that we used to have when we were nomads and we were very, very intertwined with nature because our ability to concentrate really kind of our survival abilities were intimately involved in whether we could concentrate or not, okay? This type of concentration is a concentration that comes naturally to you when you are in nature. It's a concentration that it's sort of, it's an awareness, a type of concentration that pops in. It's a concentration that's not just of the mind, but it's also of the body, all right? And this concentration involves you coming into the body, coming into your breathing, coming into the present moment, paying very good attention to your five senses. Now, you can start to see why this is super important when you're in nature and why this was important in our evolution as a species when we were nomads and we were in the middle of nowhere. We had to rely on this type of concentration or we would get eaten by lions, <laughs> okay? Now, I want you to imagine, so you can kind of understand because this type of concentration, it doesn't come naturally to us anymore because now we live in concrete jungles as opposed to real jungles like we used to, okay? And so the more that we have separated ourselves from nature, the less we are able to tap into this type of concentration or this pure body awareness that we used to have before, but it's still within you. You can still do it, okay? So I want you to imagine this exercise, and this will help you come into this type of concentration that I'm trying to teach you. I want you to imagine that I literally drop you, I was able to drop you in the middle of a forest and you have nothing. I dropped you in the middle of a forest with nothing. You've got no water, you don't have a compass, you don't have a watch, you, you don't know what time it is, you have no idea, you don't even know where you are and I drop you in that forest. And then I say, okay, find your way out of here, <laughs> okay? As soon as I say, find your way out of here and you've got no equipment, what are you gonna do? You must, or else you're gonna die, you must come into that type of concentration that I'm trying to teach you right now. It's a type of concentration. Now, when I drop you in the forest, you may freak out at first, you may start screaming, please help me, ah! You may panic, your ego may go into overdrive for a little while, 
but eventually you're going to have to have your wits about you because you're going to realize that you either come into this awareness, it's very, very visceral in us. It's very primordial. This type of concentration is very primordial. And when you get over your panic attack, you're going to have to come to a point where that intelligence takes over and you're going to have to say, wait a minute, you know, the panic is not helping me. I have to, I have to get myself out of this. All right. And so what are you going to start doing? Well, you're going to start using your five senses and your six senses, but your five senses immediately. You take a nice deep breath. You say, I need to calm down because this is not helping. I'm lost in a forest. And then you're going to start looking up. You're going to locate where the sun is so you could figure out what direction east and west is by the movement of the sun. You're going to listen to all the things around the forest to make sure that you're safe if there are any animals around you. So you're going to tune into your ears. You're going to tune into your breathing to calm you down. You're going to tune in to see if you can hear anything, any water that you may want to locate, any paths. You're going to, you're going to really open your vision to see if you could locate paths in the forest. You see, I could keep going with this story, but you see what I'm trying to bring out in you. It's that primordial ability of your body to concentrate in the moment. Okay. This type of concentration is the essential step, the essential first step in finding yourself. Okay. You have to tap in to your ancestors ability to concentrate in the middle of nature when their life's depended on it. Okay. So concentrate in a concrete jungle for you means you don't have to go out in the forest to practice this. You were just practicing it by listening to this imagination exercise that I, that I shared with you. But if you're in your apartment, you're in your house, you're not in a jungle, you're not in a forest, you can concentrate, bring that primordial energy up and that primordial intelligence up by simply taking a nice deep breath focusing on your lungs, focusing on your breathing, focusing on your heartbeat, focusing on the sounds that you can hear around you. Maybe you're in a city and you can hear cars. Um, maybe you're in an office space and you can hear your colleagues talking, whatever it is, you're going to locate yourself in your environment, bring yourself into a state of stillness, bring yourself into a state of present moment and activate this primordial concentration that's always necessary in order to find yourself. Okay. So there's step one. Step one is you must find yourself in the present moment, locate yourself in the present moment by relying on your primordial concentration. Step number two is you have to come into your heart now. <laughs> okay. So once you locate yourself, once you activate that primordial concentration, step two is you must come into your heart because ding, ding, your heart is your portal of intuition. And without your intuition, you got nothing. <laughs> okay. So after you concentrate yourself in that present moment, you find yourself in that present moment in step one In step two, you have to then drain your energy. Eventually you have to drain your energy, come into the heart. Your heart is the portal of your soul. It's the portal of communication with your higher self. It's the portal of your intuition. It's this is the center of everything, the center of your being. So in order to find yourself, in order to stop feeling lost in life, it always involves the heart. Okay. So when you go through step one, you come into step two. Now you have to come into the heart and sometimes this isn't easy for people. So this isn't something that you're going to do. Boom. Oh, whoa. I've been totally mind dominant for 30 or 40 years. Now suddenly I'm just going to be in my heart just like that. 
it's probably not going to happen like that, okay? This is going to take practice, maybe days, maybe weeks of practice. You have to learn how to communicate with your heart. You have to learn how to understand its languages, okay? It's not a verbal language. You have to learn how to work with your heart center and with your intuition. If you haven't seen my video on intuition, it's going to pop up right here. So video on intuition, I'm going to leave a link uh, in the description box below so you can really go deep into how the heart works. I really go deep into that in this video, in this intuition video. So watch that after you watch this one also. But basically you're going to have to practice day in and day out. You're going to have to practice how to talk to your heart, how to listen to it, how to communicate with it. Because when you go through step one and you come into step two, in order to find yourself and not feel lost in life, you have to allow yourself to become a heart centered person. Ding, ding. <laughs> you have to become a heart centered person. A mind centered person will always feel lost in life. A heart-centered person never will, <laughs> okay? So you have to become a heart-centered person and you do that slowly with practice, learning how to work with your heart, learning how to give, give yourself time to tune into your heart. It involves a lot of mindfulness, some meditation to come into your heart to learn its language so that you can begin to discern what the heart messages are, okay? So that's step number two. Step number three is follow through with action. <laughs> now this step, people get stuck a lot on this step, uh, especially, you know, for example, if, if the reason why you're feeling lost right now is because you're in the void, sometimes people really get stuck on this following through with action because especially when they're training to come into their heart or when they're not receiving a lot of guidance from the external environment, they may not want to take action because they may be afraid <laughs> to take action because they might not be sure that that's the right action to take. Okay. So a lot of people get stuck when it comes to this, to this third step, they do all their homework, they do all their spiritual practices, but then when they get the nudge from the heart to take action, they freak out because they're not sure. And they just don't. Well, nothing gets done if you don't eventually take action, right? You've got to take action, beautiful soul. You've got to do it. Okay. So I understand sometimes why when you're feeling lost or when you're first learning, if you've gone through step one and step two, you're coming into your heart. And it's very normal that when you're first coming into your heart, you may not trust when to take action because the heart language is something new to you. You're so used to the mind and you're so used to how the mind thinks and how the mind tells you to take action, but you're not used to the heart. So this again takes some practice and you know, it, you got to practice one way or another. Hey, if you take action and that wasn't particularly the greatest action to take, you'll receive feedback from the environment that will tell you, Oh, that wasn't the greatest thing to do. Okay. I'm going to do something else next. It's all a part of the training. Okay. You have to practice. There's no way around this, but you must take action eventually. So when you go through step one and you go through step two, and now you're coming into your heart, the follow through with that, the natural step three for that process is you have to follow through with action. Once you start receiving the intuitive nudges of the heart. Okay because that's how you're going to not feel lost anymore. That's how you're going to find yourself is you're going to have to listen to the heart and follow through on what it's telling you to do. Okay. Now, uh, the spiritual teachers, Abraham Hicks, uh, I love them and they use the term inspired action. Okay. They use the term inspired action. And I love this term so much. Inspired action means that you're going to take action when you receive that guidance from the heart 
and then you're going to step and you're going to take action. Okay. This inspired action is very different from just regular action. Okay. Regular action is like me shooting in the dark. Okay. Uh, I'll eventually hit a target if I keep shooting in the dark, but there's just so many, I shoot so many times to hit the target, maybe once in a million. Okay. That's non-inspired action. All right. That's a bit robotic in inspired action. You're focusing on the heart. You're working with it. And then when you feel that inspiration from the heart, then you act. Okay. So this is the type of action that we're eventually going to going towards, but it's normal that the first time that you're the first few times you're practicing this inspired action that you, you know, you may not hit the target uh, on the first time, because again, you need practice, but remember there's nothing wrong with acting. Don't let yourself become completely paralyzed that you don't take action. Okay. So when you, when you come to this step three and you start to feel a little nervous, like, Oh my God, I think my heart wants to do this, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh my God, I'm getting so stressed. <laughs> you don't have to get stressed. Beautiful soul. Okay. You don't have to get stressed. It's part of your practice. When you start to feel those intuitive nudges from the heart, take a step, take action and see where it leads. Okay. So this is step three. Don't forget step three. Okay. You're eventually going to have to take action. Hopefully it's inspired action. And that's how you complete this three-step process. As you follow this three-step process in your everyday life, you're going to notice that day by day you, you feel more in the present moment and you feel more like your, like your soul and your higher self are in control of your life. And the more that you give this control to your higher self and to your soul, the less lost you feel and to your heart too, really. Okay. The less lost you feel. So hopefully this three-step process will help you. And I know that you can get there. I know that you can get there. All right. Just follow this three-step process one step at a time. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below. If you're feeling lost in life right now, I want to know in the comments below. And if you have a question that you want me to answer in my weekly videos, leave them also in the comments with the hashtag ask Christina. Click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website and take my heart quiz to figure out if your heart is blocked. And don't forget these two videos that I talked about during the, during this video, one is on the stage of spiritual awakening. The other one is on how to learn how to work with your intuition. I love you. Beautiful soul. I am out.